Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins podcast, a podcast that is focused on spreading a message of encouragement, grace, and authenticity with a focus on life, leadership, and service to others. It's been a while since I've done a podcast by myself. Thank you so much to all of you for listening and for the awesome texts and messages you send me telling me how much this podcast is resonating with you. They totally keep me going. Just a quick heart update because I haven't done one in a while and you haven't heard about the hearts and the progress and Gary. So some of you may have seen my post on social media about the crosses he sent to me. I love them. They're beautiful and meaningful, just like the hearts. And a lot of you have asked for crosses. So I've placed an order with him for about 30 crosses and he's working on them and they'll get to you soon. And I just love that he is now making the hearts and the crosses and that people are requesting them and loving them. And um, it's just been so fun and I love what it's doing for him. And I actually get a ton of joy out of giving them away. So don't forget to let me know if you would like one. I now try to always carry a couple with me so I can give them out when I come into contact with someone that just seems like they need a little lift. But I'll tell you one update on Gary. I did not realize that Gary actually has arthritis in his hands. So all of these hearts and now crosses are bringing him a lot of joy and also creating a little discomfort for him. Because as you know, he has been doing all the sanding by by hand with like four different kinds of sandpaper. So the good news is that my loving dad who adores Gary and is his cheerleader and encourager was able to pool some money together with some other wood turners that he hangs out with and bought Gary a machine that does the initial sanding. So he doesn't have to do as much by hand. He still finishes them by hand, but the new sander is able to roll the hearts and get some of those rough edges off. So thankfully it's making a big difference for him so he can keep those hearts coming. Okay, so social media update. As you all know, it's always kind of a struggle for me just on this journey and trying to figure it out. So my new thing is trying to just let go of it a bit. I actually went to see Elizabeth Gilbert a couple of weeks ago, and someone from the audience asked her how she navigates social media. And her response was awesome. She just said, I don't. I don't navigate it. I just use it like any other mode of human interaction, and I don't overthink it. If I feel like posting, I post. If I don't, I don't. And she rarely reads the comments. I loved it and have decided that that is going to be my stance too, although I do love reading the comments, but I'm not going to navigate it. It's hard to do, And I think even harder when you give it some power over you and start measuring your success by social media metrics. I mean, it's so easy to get discouraged when I fixate on things like followers, but in reality, I think I'm growing along just fine. And the whole point of the podcast was about impact. So I am going to have a new outlook, no navigating, just rolling with it. 
My logo and my branding is done, as some of you may have seen on social media, and the website is in progress. And I'm really excited to have the website up and have some resources for all of you that has various books, videos, and different activities I reference on the podcast. I think we'll launch it in probably about four to six weeks. It's so funny how having a website actually somehow makes me feel legit. (laughs) Okay, so today I'm really excited about our topic. We are going to talk about resistance. And this is sort of funny to me because I have literally been working on this podcast for three weeks and I've been procrastinating a little bit. In getting it out to all of you, which actually I have found out is a form of resistance. So when I have mentioned the word resistance to people, a lot of them just sort of look at me and ask, what does that mean? I actually felt the same way when I first started studying the topic. So what is resistance? Resistance is that sluggish feeling of not wanting to do something that you know is good for you. It's the tendency to delay something you should be doing right now. That's actually from the book Resisting Happiness, which I read on vacation a couple of weeks ago, and it was eye-opening. The first time I actually heard the term resistance, I was listening to James Colburn's book, Resucceed, which I love. He talks about resistance showing up whenever we're trying to do something that is a really big deal in our lives. The questions he asks to readers in the book made me really think deeply about my own life. Like, what habits hold me back from personal fulfillment? What could I stop doing today that would produce immediate results in responding to my life's call? What do I allow to get between me and my highest and best self? I had never really contemplated the idea of resistance before. But once I became familiar with the term, I was actually really excited to finally have a word for some of the uneasiness I'd been feeling throughout the years. Now, resistance, similar to imposter syndrome, is something that actually happens in our brains. Scientists have found that resistance lights up the same part of the brain that negative emotions light up. So, the bad news is that we are wired to resist things that are uncomfortable. So sometimes we can get stuck or be complacent, but the good news is that we can rewire our brains and get better at beating resistance. We just have to practice and practice lighting up the part of the brain that's linked to resiliency and positive emotions. So why are we talking about resistance? Because we all have it in our lives and most of us don't have a word for it or we have other words for it, we don't realize how it shows up in our lives. So here's what I'm learning. Resistance truly always shows up in some form when we are trying to make a change or accomplish something. Resistance can show up in different ways for everyone. Sometimes it's busyness, procrastination, fear, doubt, instant gratification, negative self-talk, pride, self-deception. Let me give you some funny but not funny examples of some seemingly small ways that I face resistance daily. Wearing my workout clothes all day and never working out because I distracted myself with too many other things. 
saying that I'm going to church, and then spending too long drinking coffee or puttering around the house only to to decide that I hate walking in late, so I might as well not go. Wanting to get up at 5.45 for a little time by myself, and then hitting snooze three or four times on my alarm, even though I'm actually awake. Setting a goal to do hot yoga once a week, and then deciding that I can only go on days that I already have to wash my hair, and then I just end up not really going much. Doing my homework. Oh my gosh, this one is so hard. I really feel for my kids having so much homework. It's brutal, and even more brutal when you're 43. Social media, social media, social media. I can get so sucked in just looking at all of the content, but it's taking away from something else I could be doing. Like I said, resistance shows up differently for everyone. So how does it show up for you? Okay, so today I'm going to put myself out there with you all even more than just sharing with you all of those areas of resistance I face. I wouldn't normally share this, but I made a commitment to keep this podcast real and vulnerable, so here goes. I want to read a little from my journal. Now, some of you know that I'm currently taking classes at Washington State University. Go Cougs! Before I started that journey, I wrote this during one of my morning quiet times in a time of feeling a little anxious and fearful. Okay, here goes. Don't judge. Why do we do things over and over that don't help us or make us feel our best? I've always had a somewhat difficult time with discipline. I make a commitment to work out, do a Bible study, give up sugar, give up carbs, give up alcohol, take vitamins every day, call my parents more, call my in-laws more, save money, stop shopping, do yoga. I start all of these things with a bang and then eventually stall out. I start really committed to my glass of water and green smoothie every morning. And then just about the time I start feeling really good, I quit. I've never thought of myself as a quitter. When it comes to self-care, I have a hard time sticking with things. Am I weak? Do I not have any willpower? Are my priorities messed up? I have such a pattern of this that it has created self-doubt. Now here I am, about to start school again. How will I finish my classes if I can't even manage to take vitamins every day? How do I become more disciplined? What is standing in my way? Isn't that sort of sad? How much I beat myself up? It is true. I do tend to start taking vitamins and making green smoothies every day and then suddenly drop the habit. I do start going to yoga and feel amazing and then stop for seemingly no reason. I do sometimes move so fast through my mornings, a product of hitting snooze too many times, and I neglect my morning quiet time. And by the way, I can completely tell the difference between days that I start out with that alone time in reflection, prayer, and hopefulness, and the days that I just catapult through my morning like a cat on a hot tin roof. 
you can probably guess which days go better. But here's what I'm learning about resistance. First off, I'm thankful to be able to put a name to it. To be honest, I have always experienced this in some form, as we all do, but I was never able to identify it. I just equated it to being weak or undisciplined. Secondly, I'm working on expecting resistance instead of letting it catch me off guard and being frustrated by it. Now, that's a work in progress. And thirdly, I can get better at resisting resistance if I practice. So as I said, resistance happens anytime we are trying to do something big, hard, different. It could be starting your own company, learning something new, or just conquering some habits that aren't helpful to you. It can come in so many forms, distraction, busyness, other people, life circumstances. It is really easy to let resistance win and get you down. But if you do that over and over again, it starts to take a toll. For one thing, you might never really know what you're capable of because you just keep disempowering yourself by giving into resistance. And secondly, you don't accomplish what your heart's desire is, which would be so sad. Now, I know I always reference this podcast journey, but I want to give you another example of resistance because this one is so sneaky. So I have this podcast and it's going pretty well. I know it's making a difference for people and I'm having fun doing it. Sometimes I start to think things like, I can't compete in the podcast world. I don't have the right connections, the knowledge on how to grow it, or even the time to really make it my number one thing. I do have to work and generate an income in this podcast while it is really fun and life-giving is not a moneymaker. But here's the thing. Now I know when I start thinking those thoughts, it's just another form of resistance. Resistance would love for me to quit, to give in, to accept that I can't and sink into complacency, but I'm not going to do it. I used to tell myself that the reason I had a hard time sticking with things is that I'm weak lack willpower, struggle with commitment, lack discipline, all such negative things. Now I tell myself that I'm mostly on track, that every day is a new day, and that I feel like I'm doing pretty good overall. I take inventory on what fills me up, and I try to do more of those things. For example, I know that going for a long walk with a friend or listening to a good podcast will make me feel good. I know that starting my day centered by having some quiet time will equip me for my day. I now know that resistance hates action and hopefulness. So I'm committing to practicing both action and hopefulness and breaking through the resistance barriers. But also, I have realized that starting and stopping and changing directions is also part of who I am. And while I can find it frustrating and be hard on myself, it is also a really awesome quality because I can pivot quickly in life. I'm adaptable. I'm resourceful. I embrace change. I can totally roll with setbacks. It's how I was raised, 
And it's how I'm trying to raise my own kids. Now, quick tidbit on the action part of this whole concept. Have any of you ever listened to Mel Robbins? She's been around for a while now, but she's fairly new to me. She has this 54321 rule. She basically says she's going to do something and then she counts down 54321 and then blasts off and does it without thinking. And the reason for that is that she equates it to beating your brain. It's so interesting and once again, really shows the power of our brains. Now, I haven't used the countdown method yet, but I really want to. I'm resisting it right now. <laughs> I do want to use it to get myself out of bed. It, I, I mean, by hitting snooze, I feel like I'm losing the first battle of the day. And the truth is, is that resistance knows that if I put off my quiet time or any other really intentional thing during my day, I will probably never do it. Or if I do get around to doing it, it'll probably be done poorly. One of my favorite quotes from Mel Robbins is, stop scrolling and get out of bed. And I actually read it while I was in bed scrolling social media. And it's gone through my head on repeat ever since. I really do need to stop scrolling and get out of bed. Anyway, go and watch some of her YouTube videos or follow her on Instagram. She's funny, relatable, and insightful. Okay, so I want to switch gears for a minute. I want to touch on goals and how not setting the right goals can sometimes get in our way and be a form of resistance. So since I'm already reading you part of my journal today, let me read you my goals from the new year in 2018. Daily prayer and journaling. Go to yoga twice a week. Limit sugar and alcohol. Walk the dogs every day. Take vitamins. Begin creating my consulting business. Spend time volunteering with Rainier Athletes and Jubilee Reach every week. Brush up on my Spanish. Go back to school. Oh my gosh. When I pulled this out of the 2018 archives and read it out loud to myself, it seems like so much. I mean, what was I thinking? Now, there's no denying there's a lot of really good and awesome things for me to do in that list. And the goal is, of course, to do those things consistently and create healthy habits. So my intentions were good. But in 2018, I barely did any of those things. I'm just being honest. So this year, I tried something different. I had listened to Christy Wright's podcast on being intentional in the new year, and she was talking about how if you start small, if you build an intentional habit in your life, that that intention will spill over into other areas of your life. So instead of setting a long list of goals for 2019, I pared it down. Earlier, I referenced James Colburn's book, Resucceed. It is such a good book for evaluating and thinking about your life and your habits. And one thing I took from the book was the importance of eating well, sleeping well, and moving well. So those three things became my words for the first part of this year. I just wrote on our big kitchen chalkboard, eat, sleep, move. Simple. So I've been focusing on eating well, which I'm doing pretty good at. Sleeping well, which is making a huge difference for me. And moving often, which is a bit of a roller coaster, but mostly 
I'm moving daily. I also decided to pick one new habit to start. And that habit was simply drinking a glass of water before I have my coffee every day. And I'm proud to report that I have stuck with it. And I do believe it's actually made a difference in how I feel in the morning. Now, a glass of water in the morning is a far cry from the lengthy list of goals I I usually write each year. But you know what? I feel good. I feel better. I feel like I can decide to do something and do it, which I actually really need that confidence in myself right now because I really have to make myself sit down and focus on school. You know that saying, it's all over the place right now, that in quotes, we can do hard things. Well, I have said that phrase over and over to myself in the last month, especially when I was sitting in my hotel room in Hawaii at 6 a.m. trying to do my Microsoft Excel assignment and studying for a college final. I just kept making progress and thinking, I can do hard things. It's not always fun or easy, but I now know that if I can break through resistance, I can do it. I can get better at conquering those discouraging feelings. So let me ask you, where are you facing resistance? What are you trying to change or accomplish and what is getting in your way? The more you call it what it is, the less power it will have over you. What small thing can you start with to bring the practice of intention to your day? Can you just start with a glass of water? Can you start with walking 10 minutes a day? Can you start with eating more veggies instead of deciding you need to go on some extreme eating plan? Can you go to bed earlier? Do you need to say no to some things? Do you need to limit your time with some people? Just think about it. Thinking about it and processing it has really helped me. Lastly, here are four things you can do to practice beating resistance. One, expect it. Resistance is inevitable. Two, notice when it happens. By noticing it, you could put a little distance between yourself and the resistance that you feel. Thirdly, open yourself up to it. This will start to change your brain's response. It's hard for resistance to exist when you call it out by name. Fourth, and most importantly, crush it. Just simply say, oh, hey, resistance, see you later, not today, and just watch it have less power over you. Our quote to ponder today is this. The world is always trying to seduce us with the extraordinary. This culture fills our hearts with extraordinary dreams about hitting home runs, but sometimes life is about getting up every day and hitting a single. That's from the book Resisting Happiness by Matthew Kelly. Okay, listeners, that is a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm going to try the 54321 strategy and blast myself out of bed one day soon, and I'll report back. If any of you have any strategies to force yourself out of bed in the morning, please send me a message. I could really use the help and encouragement. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review this podcast. Join me next time. We are going to continue this conversation about resistance and how to beat it with the author of the book, 
Free Succeed, one of my favorites. James Colburn is an author and awesome executive coach with a great story of making changes in his own life and leading others to do the same. And I cannot wait for this conversation. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace.